In this episode, Kate and David come back from the break to talk about their favorite dwellings. It's season five, and it begins now. one of those uh, horns. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that was what I was trying for, but uh, hi, it's Kate May here, and I am here with the, you know, normal, actual, real-time, full-time host, David Geisler. Howdy, Kate. Hi, how are you? Normal, full-time, that's fine, but um, we've got you set up for a bunch of episodes this season. I think we really worked out a nice schedule here. I am normal part-time. <laughs> normal part-time, perhaps, yeah. At this point. We're, um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. We have, I think eight, at least eight episodes planned with you right now and yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And I'm lucky enough to be part of the, the season premiere or season five. Well, Kate, I don't think I can ever do a season premiere like without you, honestly. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, that's, it, I think the premieres and the finales and maybe the review episodes, they're like staples. And every time I bring it up to any, any of the other, like the blog writers or anyone else who's been on the show, they're like, oh yeah, totally. That <laughs> like, you have to have those bookends. Kate has to be there. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, so I know you're, you're bringing us in, you're hosting us today, but I just yeah. kind of wanted to ask how your break was. It was good. Um, just, you know, living life in a pandemic kind of situation. It's true. Actually, and- to, to put a little timestamp on this episode, we're still we're about two years into the pandemic and it's like. Things are kind of coming back to normal and kind of opening up. Yeah. But there's still a lot of parts that aren't. And so it's almost a tease at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I've been to a concert, but another one that I got a ticket for that I was really excited about got canceled, which makes sense. So a lot of working from home still. Yes, working permanently from home on my side of things. So when someone comes to my house like Dave, I'm so excited because <laughs> And I get to talk to a real human being again. On that note, last night I was, as I was packing up the equipment to come here, I was telling Gingsy, I, I, I was, I, I have to admit, I was just like gushing. I was just like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited to go to Kate's tomorrow because <laughs> it's, uh, we are, we are recording on a classic Saturday morning, just yes. like the old days, season one, season two. This is, we even have, you made coffee. Yeah. We have our Zelda cups with water. This is, this is, I feel like I'm in 2018 right now and I'm I okay know. with it. Yep. I know. <laughs> I hear you. Same, same, same. So how are you? How was your break? About the same? Um, my, I think, yeah, my break was, was, was good. It was, um, my holidays were, were good. They, uh, you know, we were able to, the family, we did the thing. We all got kind of tested to make sure we were negative and got together for the holidays. Mm-hmm. I, 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 um, had a nice little situation with my sister. I don't want to take up too much time, but I think I, I'll mention this real quick. Sure. Um, my youngest sister, we we had fallen out, uh, for a couple years there, maybe four or five years. Hmm. We loved each other very much, but we were just both being a little, a little stubborn and probably unwilling to acknowledge some of our own mm. stubbornnesses. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't chatting too much over the last couple of years, almost since the, since starting this show. Honestly, Kate, honestly, maybe we even fell out a little bit around the time you and I were in that play together. So okay, I've missed her a lot, and uh, we were able to patch all that up this holiday. That's it awesome. was awesome. Yeah, it was great. She, she's she's about seven years younger than me, and she lives in Texas right now. And so we don't have a lot of opportunities to communicate. And, and so, you know, when you don't really see each other that often, you might hold on to things yeah. that you don't need to hold on to, you know, mm-hmm. instead of patching it all up. But we were both able to kind of, I guess, 
forgive and just kind of move on. And, uh, and you know, you know, at the end of the day, the only person in the world you can change is yourself, Kate. This is true. And app- Amen. Apparently, my sister and I were both willing to do that this Christmas, and it was awesome. I'm so happy to have her back in my life. Yay. That's actually, I didn't realize I was going to talk about all that. That's but great it was to an, hear. In that way, it was an awesome holiday. It you was know, an awesome break. I, I am like Dr. Phil in a lot of ways. <laughs> People just want to talk to me about their, their family situations and everything else. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to listen. Yeah. I mean, so that was cool. I mean, in every other way, the holidays were a bit, it's still a little bit of that pandemic thing. So I was happy to see my family. Yeah. Very happy to uh, be chatting with my sis again. Cause she and I, cause she and I used to play video games all the time. And Zelda, she was like, so my, I had a sister under me that was two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's Katie. She and I got along very well, but we kind of like went through school together. So we had enough mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Kimberly was, was a full school generation or two younger than me. And I don't have any brothers. And so I often joke, maybe I've even said this on the show, my little sister is kind of like my brother, my, my, my younger brother almost. And so I would always talk her into playing video games with me. And uh, perhaps in another year or two, I don't know, she's pretty busy these days being working in, in the medical field in Texas. But maybe Oof. maybe we can bond over Breath of the Wild 2 or something again in a, in a year or two. Yeah, that's right. I am excited for whenever that comes about. My guess is Christmas, but we'll see hopefully sooner. Than All that. the rumors I'm seeing right now as, a, as us recording this episode is uh, like a fib, like a Wait, I thought I saw February 2022, but I think it's going to be. Oh my gosh. I think it's going to be October or November 2022. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be towards the end of our season. Okay. Well, sooner than Christmas is would be awesome. Yeah. That's too far away. <laughs> I want it now. The uh, that trailer came out almost mm-hmm. three years ago. I just did the math real quick. That's insane. That's insane. Have you played anything interesting over the break? Um, we're just, we're just kind yeah. of getting back into the season here. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I play a lot of like little kind of independent games on, on switch. Um, something that I really liked was Bastion. I, I saw you playing that. Yeah. I have played it as well. That one, it kind of reminds me of Zelda a little bit in the whole, like, go get something, bring it back mm-hmm. and go get something, bring it back. Kind of having that central location hub that you're kind of like, collecting your items and then bringing them back to do something else. And it kind of changes a little bit as you bring things back. You think it's going to be over much like Zelda where you're like, okay, this is the third thing. So then I'm done. Right. No, like something else changes. <laughs> yeah. So a little more focus on combat with that game than puzzle yes. solving. Yes. Um, it's almost a dungeon crawler, yeah. but I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I played that game on steam back when it first came out. Yeah. And I was playing keyboard mouse but when I saw that it came out on the Switch, I was very excited to play with analog sticks and just see what that was like. And I was very pleased with it. Yeah. How do you feel about, in my, I'm going to totally load this question. How do you feel about the awesome real-time storytelling? I narration? like it. I like it. I, I have to like turn the volume way up because I, it's it's kind of hard to pay attention to while you're also like exploring and fighting and stuff. And sometimes it's hard for me to hear. And I think that's mostly my TV's problem. But I really like it. And then Bill was like listening to me uh, or watching me play one day. He was in the same room and he was like, what, what is that? Why is he talking while you're walking around? I'm like, no, isn't that cool? Like I, I like it. He's it's telling cool. the story in past tense, he, right. the narrator right. um, about this, this character, but you're driving the narrative in present tense. Right. And so I, th- I thought it was 
brilliant. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. How about you? Prince of Persia did that way back in the day. Remember that? He was like mm. telling you the Prince of Persia that came out for GameCube and Xbox and PlayStation. And if mm-hmm. you died in Prince of Persia, he would say like, no, wait, wait, wait. That's not how it happened. Let me start over. <laughs> and that was like a real clever way to like have you respawn, you know? Yes. They worked it all into the story. And that was awesome too. Um, um, I don't know if I've played too much over the holidays. Honestly, honestly... I'm actually thinking, I'm kind of thinking through my Switch profile right now. And it's, I've just, the truth is, the truth, wow. It was mostly finished up Skyward Sword. Oh, yes. We're going to be talking about yep. that in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, there was a lot of that. And I, I was, I kind of would just dip into City Skylines mostly, which is that, that, you know, that city building game. And the truth is, the past couple months, we have two more shows coming out for 6.5, and we've got a lot of other things going with the Top 5 Nintendo and um, Turn by Turn right now. They're, finding a lot of success. And so the truth is I actually, my video game the past two months has been six, five, I think oh. I'm fine with it. A lot of work, a lot yeah. of work. We're kind of, we're just, we have a lot of you, you and I, we have a, a team of people behind us here at another Zelda podcast with the blog writers and, yeah. and even Celeste functioning as a, a help as a producer this season and stuff like that, or last season, this season as well. Um, but from the six, five point of view, I'm kind of right on that cusp now where it's starting to grow out of, what a single person can do. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, I think over the next year, my real plan is going to be, how do I make this so that three people can do it or something? You know, how many, you know, you're, you know I've been automating things, but anyway, I'm, I'm rambling now. But, <laughs> you need more time for those video ca- games. You caught me off guard. The truth is I haven't played many video games and oh. that's a little sad. Yeah. It's all good. But we'll, uh, we'll be doing another review episode down the line. So I think you and I are going to be, we have, we have playing. two review episodes this season. Yes. I'm very excited. We're doing Skyward Sword HD in a few episodes. Uh-huh. And then today I brought my Game Boy Player and Oracle of Ages cartridge. Yes. For you to play on the GameCube throughout the course of the season. And I think it's not the finale, but it's like the third or fourth to the last episode this season is going to be our review episode of that game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for you to play it. Yeah. I mean, both seasons and ages are great. I've um, never played either, so this will be my first time through, and that's always cool. I'm going to give you a, 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 t- a contextual like hint. It's not a hint of playing the game. You, you know that these Oracle games kind of look like Link's Awakening because mm-hmm. they had they 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 run their own engine, which is an extension off that original Link's Awakening engine. So you'll notice when you go into a dungeon, the screen will scroll. Okay. You know, like in original Link's Awakening, it really was every single screen was its own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> These games came out after Ocarina of Time. So imagine, even though ironically these games don't take place in Hyrule, they take place in Holodrum and whatever, uh, Labrinia or something like that. Imagine going, playing Ocarina of Time on a Game Boy because these games have Zoras. These games have Gorons. These games like have swimming. And then like it's like a little bit more you're, you know, what, what you're used to in a normal Zelda game mm-hmm. as a 2D game. So I, okay. I really think and hope that you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm excited. So let's go into listener feedback. Oh my gosh, right? that's right. Before we get into I'm the topic. chatty one. I'm so chatty this morning. Chatty, chatty, David. Man, and then we will get in our topic, which is uh, favorite dwellings, is what we'll be talking about today. But uh, before that, let's let's hear what our listeners. Oh, by the way, say. last night while I was packing up the equipment, I tweeted out that we were going to be talking about this topic today. Yeah. And we have about I don't know eight or nine replies that I'll, I'll maybe we'll save it at the end. Yeah. Because I think some of them might be stuff we have in our notes. Cool. And then we'll do that listener feedback at the end. Something. But right now, we have some uh, Nathan Synopidus over at, I think this was on Instagram. I think he sent us a message. I could be wrong. Maybe this is Messenger uh, over on Facebook. But anyway, Nathan here says, hey, guys, I've only recently found your podcast. Yes, I know. I'm pretty late. 
Better late than never, smiley emoticon emoji. It's good to hear two passionate people nerd out to a franchise I have loved since I got my first Zelda game back in 1987 when I was just six years old. Nice. I'm a huge fan of the series and now can listen to you to dissect everything Zelda related while at work. Keep up the great work. I'll catch up soon enough. Super smiley cry emoji and an okie dokie emoji. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah. I think he and I are pretty close to the same age. Um, yeah. Cause that's about, I was about six, maybe seven, maybe five when, uh, that, when the first Zelda came out. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, Plenty of time to catch up. We're just here. Yeah, know? that's true. The episodes are just here. They're in no particular order. So take your time. <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of the fun of doing seasons is that it's pretty easy to jump back into old ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Instead of just like randomly scrolling through 300 episodes and being like, uh, maybe here. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Over, over on YouTube, the Chugu, uh, this, that's a screen name, the Chugu said uh, in regards to our top 10 Zelda fandom projects. Oh, no, this was an episode that Dan and I did. Okay. Um, we talked about cool fandom projects out in the world. Cool. And uh, the Chugu says... The Chugu says, absolutely loving season four. So glad to see Kate back on the show and can only wait to see what's in store for the rest of the season. So this was halfway through season four. I feel like uh, I feel like we had a solid season four. I was yeah. kind of looking at the episodes in preparation for today, and we really ramped up nicely there towards the end. Honestly, mm-hmm. those last five or six episodes, I've personally gone back and re-listened to. That was, was fun. We had that group episode with the Coons. Yeah. Uh, we had our finale. You and I did the behind the scenes of Link's Awakening episode. Mm-hmm. It was a good bit. Yeah. Yeah, season four was great. Um, uh, okay, over here, speaking of season four, season four, episode 12, Hyrule Castles. Oh, yeah. this is just the, the most recent episode, our yeah. finale for season four. Yeah, yeah. Blue Valor says, it looks like this might be on YouTube as well. They commented and said, oh, this is a, kind of a small one. Ah, I love the Hyrule Castles. Starry eye emoji. My favorite is Breath of the Wilds. Hmm. It's gorgeous, but I only wish we could explore it in its full glory before the calamity. Sad emoji. (laughs) Twilight Princess is is second. I love the way it looms over Castletown and the beautiful views of it from the bridges leading into town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Plus, it's an awesome final dungeon with the best final boss in the series. Wow. Cool guy emoji, in <laughs> my opinion. Uh, Blue Valor, yeah, I agree. I don't have any thoughts there, Kate? Yeah, I think we were pretty much on the same page during that episode. We were mostly, most impressed with Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild castles. Those were the, those were the most fun to kind of explore, and they seemed the most realized. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 my only thing is when I'm in the rundown, the, the castle in Breath of the Wild is so great in its rundown state. It's so cool mm-hmm. that I just wish I could explore more of it, which would mean in its not rundown state. Right. Which is, yeah, exactly what this person was saying. Yeah. Right, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. yeah. Um, and then lastly, over here on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rather, um, e, E-H-I-C-H, E-H-I-C-H is the screen name. Uh, they gave us a five-star review. Thank you so much. Um, all the reviews on Apple Podcasts really, really help us out. Uh, in the, uh, in the whole, every, every time you are listening to a podcast and it says other things you might like, mm. if people give us reviews, we get bumped up a little bit. So nice. that's really, truly helps the show. And we always appreciate it. And it says here, um, if you like conversations about all things, legend of Zelda, then, Hey, listen to this podcast. <laughs> I've been a listener since the beginning of 2018. Aww. This is a new comment. I've been a listener since the beginning of 2018. 
So since the infancy of this podcast, that's that's right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. And I wanted to finally express just how lovely these Zelda fans are to listen to. In parentheses, I recently switched over to iPhone from Android, and there was never a way to write a review on Google Podcasts. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have done it sooner. On parentheses. Thank you for all the years of Zelda convos. It's awesome to have Kate back. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, man. E. Heitch. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thanks Thank for hanging you. out with us and, uh, and 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 giving us a review once you came over to Apple Podcasts. I, I don't know if Spotify allows reviews, um, but I think Spotify does at least allow ratings. Hmm. Google Podcasts has made a lot of improvements over the last couple of years. Um, they do one thing that's really cool where they'll do they'll let you actually show your custom. I think Spotify does this too. Your custom album artwork for each episode. Hmm. I really appreciate that, but. Um, Apparently can't write reviews. Apparently no reviews on Google Podcasts. Well, thanks for the review and thanks for being my biggest fan. Everyone's so happy. <laughs> there was like two like glad Kate's back comments. Yeah, in there. glad to be back. Oh man, yeah, it is. It is nice. We are. We've. We've. I've almost like feel like we've gone full circle here just sitting at this table today. So anyway. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's hop into it, shall we? So this was an idea that um, that was kind of on our list of potential topics, and I liked this one because it's just kind of a general favorite kind of list. I like having a nice casual convo about a cool topic in the games. I don't know why I'm talking like that. And so um, I don't have these in any particular order. Me I either. don't know if you do. Yeah, because it wasn't really like a top 10. It's just kind of like, what dwellings do you like to visit and hang out in and explore? It has become tradition for us to do favorite episodes yeah. as our season premieres. Uh, it started out as an accident and now we, we use it as part of our format. And so we were talking about what kind of favorite episode and a favorite episode, if, if you're a new listener, means we have both Kate and I pick some things we want to talk about, but we don't speak about them in any particular order. They're not ranked or anything. Sometimes we will do top 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a way. And it's also not one of our deep dive episodes where we'll pick a single thing and then really try to learn about it. Right. So favorite dwellings. Yeah, Kate, you did lean yeah. into this topic. What was that? What was the inclination? Yeah. Um, I just thought it would be uh, like one, when I saw the topic, certain things immediately sprang to my mind. So I was like, okay, I think this will be, you know, nice and easy to chat about and interesting. And we can have a debate with our listeners over what a dwelling is. You know, how do we <laughs> define that? Is it something that people are actively living in? Is it something that maybe is abandoned that people used to live in? Is it a hotel or an inn? Like, is that included? Is it another kind of building? So, you know, we may, I may s- stretch the definition a little bit or boundaries, but. Well, what was your, what did you kind of land on? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I can go first with my first one that oh, I thought sure, of. Sure. So the first thing I thought of when I saw that topic was, it, at least in my personal experience, whatever house you go into first in the like first Zelda game you play, because I think it's... Stupid watch. Yes. Your, your, your Siri your did watch not understand the first did house not you understand. go into Zelda you know, Okay, so let me clarify for the sake of your watch. <laughs> What I thought was the first time I like went into a little structure, a little dwelling in Kokiri Forest and Ocarina of Time, and I went, I can go in these things. There are, I mean, and back in the day, I was impressed with like, there are textures, there are, there's furniture, there's not a lot, but there's like. I'm thinking your first experience would have been in Kukiri Forest there, and it was going into the, right. the tree houses and stuff like that. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. So my favorite dwelling is the one that kind of 
first makes you go, oh, cool. Like, oh, there's a treasure chest in here. Or there, yeah. Oh, there's a pot in here. What can I do with this pot? Oh, I can pick it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can throw it. Oh, they're like, there's rubies in here. Uh, signs of, of life. Signs of yeah. life existing. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not this particular one. And I do yeah. get more specific later on, I swear. But this one was just like. <laughs> My favorite dwellings. All the houses. All of them. <laughs> Any right. of it's been a great episode. All right, we'll see you guys. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> so I, I wrote, you know, the first, my first experience was Ocarina of Time, and it was a wow moment because, you know, there's furniture, there's there are rugs, there are textures, there are, you know, different things going on. Um, and so that was a special thing for me. And I can't tell you which one I went into first mm-hmm. because they do kind of blend together in Kokiri Forest. But mm-hmm. um, well, I you, just, s- you start in Link's house. I apologize to interrupt. Right. But it's but I think that's like I'm guessing that what based on what you're saying that the, that uh, that feels okay. Well, of course, this is my house. But the way right. there are others, it's like, whoa, there's a town. There's people living here. Is exactly. That kind of what you're exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Link's house is cool, too. I actually had Link's house in here as, as, as one of mine. Sure. In Kokiri Forest. Yeah. And um, um, I, I think, you know, the only thing is, as I think about it now, I don't think he has literal like a sink and a and a cabinet or anything like that. But maybe the Kokiri don't live like that because now that I think about it, not a single house in that game. If we're, if we're going to try to dissect the lore of Kokiri Forest, <laughs> um, none of them have like like kitchens and stuff like that. They all kind of sleep and they have like a table to do some things at. Mm-hmm. And we could probably, you and I could probably surmise that that's really more just the uh, the state of what of, of world building and gaming was back in 1999. Right. But but if we wanted to like kind of go lorry with it, maybe the Kokiri eat in the forest you know what i mean maybe mm-hmm. they i had said something in our world building episode back with the coons last season mm-hmm. i said i was kind of ragging on zora's domain in breath of the wild a little bit about how it's really cool looking but it doesn't really there's there isn't any like oh this is this person's house moments in in zora's domain right and i gotta i gotta say i was thinking about that just a few days ago and i think a lot of the zora's domains if not all of them actually have that vibe mm. where you don't really literally go into zora's houses and i realized oh well if the zoras are kind of like fish people maybe they don't have houses per se yeah. and maybe they just eat in the water like a fish <laughs> and they're not like you know what i mean they're not preparing meals in that way right. and i realized all the zoras always are kind of just like living in the water and then they have these public places where they can get together yeah. And so I'm realizing as the reason I wanted to bring that up just now is I think maybe the Kokiri, it's it's feasible that they might live in a similar way too. You know what I mean? And then there's the they do have like that kind of river-ish, you know, there's water flowing through the town. So maybe that's where they, you know, clean get and their food, get their clean yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. just because it's it's easy to make an assumption that a I mean, Kokiri are humanoid, but they're not Hillians. And they could work, they don't age, they could work on a totally different kind of biological magic. I'm into it. I'm into it. So okay, even though I've their house, my head around it. Yeah, even though their houses are not super, you know, complicated or anything, I just think it was cool to to go in there. The music changes, like that's a mm-hmm. big thing about it too, where you're just like, oh, I'm in a truly different place than I just was. Like now I am in someone's house and it kind of makes me feel weird. Like, should I be in someone's house? Should I should probably go. <laughs> But anyway, that was my first one. So. Yeah, great. Uh, for me, a dwelling was um, any place in any Zelda game that you could conceivably 
realistically imagine someone spending a couple nights in. Sure. Is kind of what I use as a dwelling. If that was a tent in the woods, but it seemed permanent enough that someone could stay there for a while, I would count it. I don't have any tents in the woods in my list, but see where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, for me, that would include like an inn or something like that. Yeah. Um, even I might even have a few in here that, yeah, I have one that may not, if you really look at it a bit like the Kukiri, the Kukiri houses are houses. That's clearly where they live. But I've got one in here that is, um, I just want to, I needed to include it as a dwelling and I'll just imagine that there's a back room somewhere where this person's living. Oh, okay. But I think for starters, I'm going to go with, um, I hope it's not a hot take, but I <laughs> love, love, love the old man's cabin uh, in Breath of the Wild in the beginning. Oh. I know it's not that fancy. Okay. And, and, and it's probably conceivable that people don't even check it out. But it is um, part of the reasons why I always go to it every time I play Breath of the Wild. And I mm. always go back. And it's, it's, uh, it's so well realized as a place where someone lives. There is a bed. There is a table. There's even an axe up against the wall. There's, you know, fruit on the table. And it's kind of fun because it's a log cabin. Mm-hmm. And so you can still see the outside through some of the logs. So um, it was a time where, you know, because in Breath of the Wild, the outside and in, the difference between outside a structure and inside a structure is still running in the same, obviously the same engine, but in the same instance. Whereas yeah. Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, they would always pull up another load. They would load up another little modal or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And and um, so the time still passes. So like, the shadow of a window or the light coming through a window will move when you're inside a building in Breath of the Wild. Mm. Well, from an artistic point of view and a technical point of view, that absolutely happens in this log cabin because all the lights like coming through the little cracks of all the logs. Mm. And even though it's a little bit of a rundown log cabin. Okay. If I get personal for a second, I would love to live in that. I would very (laughs) happily spend an entire summer in something like that. Sure. Um, That's like right up my alley. Yeah. But I, I remember the first time I came across it, I think that is the first time in Breath of the Wild, if you're if you're only staying on the Great Plateau, mm-hmm. that you do come across anything that evokes any kind of. I mean, the bad guy, the baddies have camps, but this is the only like, uh, well, it's a dwelling, right. isn't it? It's right. the only dwelling uh, on the Great Plateau. There you go. And sometimes the old man's out front. Sometimes he's hunting in the woods. You know, you, you can find him all over the place. Yeah. But when you walk up, walk up to that cabin. It's a little bit like you were saying about Hyrule Castles. I find myself looking at, wanting to look at it and, and walking around. There's chopped wood outside. That's I awesome. I, uh, I haven't, you know, started Breath of the Wild in so long. And I keep thinking about it, thinking about it, about starting it over. Yeah. So I can kind of relive those early moments of the game just because it's been so long since I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get as excited about, like, hopping into it now when the middle of my game well not really middle because i've already beaten the story part and i, I hear found you, a lot of shrines like i would almost rather just start over from scratch and kind of re-see everything for the first time again and so if and when mean. i do that i'm gonna check check out that cabin i'm sure i did the the first time i played but it was just so long ago mm-hmm. that the cabin still exists throughout the game so you could go back and take a look at it but um mm-hmm. there's something nice about seeing it while the old man's living there and stuff like that you know yeah so that was one. Let me mark that off my list. Love it. I It, it reminds me of, um, I'm actually like reading a you fantasy. Something up? Uh, yeah, I pulled up. Oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you were reading something off your screen. Hey, what are these? Are these magnets on your laptop? Oh, yeah. So I can put another monitor on the back of my, oh. and it's like Ooh, extends. Cool. So it like Double sticks monitor. and then, pull, yeah. There's like four metal discs on I the have back magnets of on my screen. laptop. I knew, I knew that would like probably come up because it's in the video as well. Oh, yeah. It's in the yeah. Patreon. You can see it. But anyway. 
Um, but the, the old man's cabin kind of reminds me in, in look and just talking about it and like visualizing it in my head of like a novel that I'm reading right now. Oh, <laughs> so cool. Um, where someone it's part of a fantasy like set of books. And so it's like a bunch of trilogies. And so it's coming into where this main character has been living in a like cabin in the woods for a while. Cause he just um. wanted to like get away from the craziness that his life was in the last trilogy that I read. And so he's just like in this house, you know, having cozy meals with his wolf pet friends. Seriously. That sounds great. And I know. And you know, just like having a cozy fire and cooking food. He has a garden and it just reminds me of exactly this. And apparently that's where you want to be. Cause you have a very wistful look on your face. Right? I'm, into that. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah. I went there just now. Yeah. I went there. I love reading. I love reading those kinds of books because of that. It's so easy to just like put yourself there. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm distracted because I'm like emotionally <laughs> in this fantasy cabin. Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll show you the book later. Yeah, you can read yeah. it. Um, so I'll go. I'll go into my next Please. one. Um, so my next one is the Knight Academy um, from oh. Skyward Sword. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I almost put this in, yeah. and then I redacted it. So let's talk about it. Okay. I don't think I don't think it doesn't qualify. But I'd love to hear why it does for you. Yeah, it's like a combo dwelling. Um, So uh, in my notes, I put that it seems like a very realistic, though very small, like dormitory. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it's theoretically supposed to be. So you have the first and second floor that are separated by like gender. So you have the guys on one floor and (gasps) the girls on another floor. I didn't notice that. The students. Um, You have the instructor's rooms, the classroom, a kitchen. There's even a bathroom with a toilet and a scary (laughs) toilet ghost. (laughs) Got to have a good toilet ghost. It's not the last time you're going to see a toilet ghost. <laughs> oh, good. Mm-hmm. I love a good toilet ghost. Um, you know, every bedroom is slightly different with unique touches, the way it's decorated. I don't, I'm really bad at remembering names, but the guy who collects bugs, like there are bugs in right. his room and um, links or uh, whoever, however you name yourself, your room. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I've always named him Link. Does it, does it say like David's room if you... If you put yes. in your name as David or Kate yes. or whatever. Oh, yes. wow. Interesting. It does. It does. Um, so your room, you know, has its own little items. You know, you can get your rupees whenever you go into your own cupboard. But then if you open anyone else's cupboard, the game is like, that's impolite. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was a great little meta um, aspect of Skyward Sword because mm-hmm. here we are. We're just talking about in Kokiri Forest, just like going into someone's house. Right. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm in someone's house. They kind of address that in Skyward Sword a little. Like, um, can you like ease up, like to stop spying on people? Yeah. The, it's <laughs> like yours. the message is a little vague or not vague, but it's a little like side nudge where it's like, it's actually a little impolite to open people's closets. <laughs> you should maybe consider that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what it says to you. And then he just shuts it again, <laughs> yeah. but you can still see in them, which is cool. And they're all a little different. They are. I just, there are a lot of really cool little touches in the night Academy where I just think it was, it was a cool design. Um, I don't think you can ever go into Zelda's room. That's always locked. I think, unless maybe after you beat the game or something. You can, can and I have been in Zelda's room. Oh my gosh, scandalous. I know. I'm going to save that story for our Skyward Sword HD episode. Okay. All right. I was, yeah, I wasn't sure. I I have never been. Well, I'm going to make it sound even creepier. You can't go in through the door. Okay. (laughs) I know. 
I know when I when I did what I did, I was like, talk about feeling like you're in a space you're not supposed to be in. When I did what I did, I was like, oh my. <laughs> but um, but um, there is a side quest reward to it, so it's obviously it's an intent, and I'll save that for our Skyward Sword episode. All right, well, good to know. Um, but yeah, I just it's a cool place to explore. I always like starting the game off and just like going into each little door and visiting people, and you know, obviously the rooms the rooms don't change, but like people will be in their rooms or outside of their rooms and it just what I tend to pick for my favorite dwellings are the ones that feel the most real or the most realized yeah yeah and and honestly I think the reason I backed away from it is because you know you said it feels like a dormitory but maybe a little smaller Mm. and I think I wanted it to be bigger and I Mm. think that's a little unfair I think this is a very well realized building with the with a kitchen and a cafeteria and someone cooking and an act, a literal bath and a bathroom mm-hmm. and all the rooms are each person has kind of decorated their room. Even the, even the professors have decorated their rooms with their own passions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to completely agree with you. I think this is a very, re, very well realized building. I think I did want it to be Hogwarts. I think I did want it to be enormous. <laughs> Fair. Um, but that's, that's a little unfair. I think they did a great job. No. Awesome. Should we, Take a break before well, we go to the next one, or do you want to go? Perhaps to next? let me do one more to okay. piggyback off the of Skyward Sword. Yeah, um, and then maybe I don't know. I've, I have plenty. I've got maybe another six or seven. But um, um, so another dwelling, and mm-hmm. I do, I do. This is a dwelling because if you climb a ladder, you can see a bed and a living space and stuff like that. Okay, a dwelling that I love, though I don't know if I'd want to be in it in real life. Okay, a dwelling that I love is in Twilight Princess, and it's Agatha's castle. Oh. And I wanted to piggyback off of your comment about the guy who collects the bugs in Skyward Sword. Gotcha. Because whenever you the that her house, it is, it is her house in my opinion. Um, you know the it's you, you meet her and it's all super decorated and there's a tree in the middle, and um, there's a lot of detail. You there is a ladder around the back if I remember correctly. You can climb it. If you go up, there's like a small little bedroom where she has her bed and whatever. So I, I feel she lives there. The thing that I love the most about Agatha's, ca- Agatha's castle is it's it's highly detailed, mm-hmm. but it's so much fun to have a bug zoo. Like I don't, I would not want to live in this building because I wouldn't want bugs crawling all over the place and flying around me <laughs> that much. I'm I'm fine with bugs. I like camping, but you know. So if this were realized in the real world, I don't think I'd want to be in this building. But in the context of the game, every little bug you collect stays there Mm -hmm. remember donkey kong country 3 i think when you you'd collect these banana birds and you'd go back to cranky's house and and as you collected more they lived in her house every time you went back to her house if you don't remember it's fine they would just perpetually ai live in cranky cranky kong's house and so you could you could literally see um the things you collected Hmm. i think it's an absolute blast that in agatha's house all the little bugs live in there that you that you find when you bring them to her, mm-hmm. they stay with her. They every time you go into the house, there's a little bit. Every little bug has its own AI. It's not like they're just like up on a pedestal. Yeah, they're living and flying around and doing their own AI stuff they do out in the wilderness. And so it's like a it's like a living breathing area. And I think that's super cool. Nice. I'm looking at a screenshot of it right now because it. I, I know I had been there when I played the game. I don't. I don't think I ever like went up the ladder and explored. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a ladder in the back. I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There, yeah. Because you can go up. And the fun thing is, is that some of these bugs, because they're just running their normal AI routines, they'll just fly and land somewhere on the wall, hmm. and they'll fly and land somewhere on the tree. And if they're the kind of bug that stays on the ground, they just climb around, uh, you know, on the bottom of the tree and stuff like that. 
And I mean, I have a thing for trees in the middle of buildings. I think that's a super cool look. Mm-hmm. Besides the point, I think that's a super cool look. But I also think that this is a fun, this is a fun dwelling to return to. And it's highly, it's, it's uh, very detailed and, high, and well-realized in that way. Even though it's weird, uh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do like the tree in the middle as well. And um, there are what I... <laughs> what I had heard called uh, Jesus beams at one point in time where the, like the beam of sunlight oh, shines down. Yeah. In film, it'll be called God rays sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus beams, God rays, whatever, mm-hmm. but that's part of this as well. And I, I think that's a really cool touch to make it feel very airy and mm-hmm. natural. And- yeah, I mean, just to swing back to breath of the wild. If this house, if this dwelling lived in breath of the wild, those beams would move dynamically with the movement of the sun. Cause they actually have a light system in breath of the wild, right. but here it's all, a little bit more of a museum, a little bit more of a construction, but it's a cool look. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Nice. I mean, do you want to go to break? Where are we at on our time? We t- I, t- I talked a little bit. In the- yeah, I guess maybe. We should break. probably go to break and then we'll be back with the rest of our favorite dwellings. How about that? I'm into it. All right. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to our, to new, our podcast. new podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our new podcast. podcast. This isn't working. Agreed. I think we're going to have to do it turn by turn. Well, now that you mention it, we are a brand new RPG video game podcast. Our very existence hinges on turn-based gaming. So join us on the Turn by Turn podcast, where we'll be talking about Pokemon, Fire Emblem, Golden Sun, Shining Force, Mother, and so many more. It's your turn to come and join us. (laughs) Jake, have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion? Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And And at at Top Top 5 Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my top five list. And I'm going to give you my top five list. And then we're going to duke it out and see what the real top five is. Hi everybody, David here. I just wanted to take a second to tell you about another Zelda podcast's brand new merch store. Yes, we've opened up the store to celebrate the beginning of Season 5. In fact, I'd like to tell you about our Another Zelda Podcast logo t-shirt. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's our logo on a classic t-shirt, but yeah, it does look pretty neat, especially on the 20 different shirt colors that you can select. All of the staple colors like red and green and black are there, but there's also asphalt, military green, slate, royal heather. I'm not joking, that's one of the color selections. So if you're interested in displaying your Another Zelda Podcast fandom, head on over to our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com, and click on the Merch tab in our main menu right up on the top of the screen there. All right, let's, let's get back to the show. Welcome back! Thank you, commercials! <laughs> I don't know. We're back to talk about our favorite dwellings. So let's jump right back into uh, where we left off. So I guess it's my turn. Yeah, I have to mark off my Agatha castle. There we go. All right. Um, my next one is also from Twilight Princess. How about mm. that nice segue? Um, Interesting. It is going to be the Eld Inn, which is, you know, what? Eldin. <laughs> the Eld Inn. 
spelled in, in yeah. Twilight Princess? It's in Carcarico Village. Oh, oh, I have that. I have yes. that in my list. Yes. Yeah. Elda, Elda in, Elda, in Twilight Princess. Yeah, I don't know if it's Elda or Eld because ooh, it's ooh. supposed to be like Elden, you know, play yeah. on. Totally, totally. Um, I picked a two. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Yeah. So I, it's, it goes along with our theme of like, there's so much detail. It's a bigger structure. Um, there are very like, separate and realized areas. So there's a lobby, there's a kitchen, there's the bedroom with the four beds on it. It seems more real than other places like in that area, um, in, in that game. So it's two stories. You have a battle there. So you're fighting the, what's it's called? Like the shadow insects or however you want to uh, call them. Um, so like the, I think the first time you visit it, it's kind of infested with them. So you mm-hmm. have to like clear them out. And then it also becomes a location that you keep coming back to, you know, characters are brought there to be healed and to recover. And um, part of the reason I kind of like it is, I don't know if this is weird, but it kind of reminds me of a place in like a zombie movie or a zombie Whoa. show where it's like, that. it's like, this abandoned kind of city, but it's like the safe spot within yeah. that abandoned city. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the apocalyptic. There is a bit of an apocalyptic vibe to it because obviously a, a lot of uh, trouble has happened at Kakariko Village. I guess we're yes. post-apocalyptic. All of Kakariko is kind of post-apocalyptic in Twilight Princess. Right. It's been damaged. And I know why, because I read the Twilight Princess manga. <laughs> maybe I should like lend you, but yeah, I actually, they talk, they, they, they do that. They, they let you know why, but, um, um, okay. Yeah. So you're imagining, yeah, because there's like you can go into an old in zombie stories. They go into a, an old hotel and they can bunker up there, or like an old Walmart or something. They can bunker up there. Exactly. I see. So it's like this cool little safe haven where I don't know. Part part of you, part of me, is still going like, is this really truly safe? Like, are they safe there? Or yeah. like, it makes me wonder. Like, well, are is there food there? Is everyone going to be okay? But I think this is okay because there are meds <laughs> and like. Uh, and then, like, there's a the postman can be found there eventually, I guess, in the oh, kitchen. I about that. Yeah, he's like know. drying off a letter. So people still go there. It's just clearly not operating as a an inn anymore. I don't um, think we ever learn about who the innkeeper was or the person who owned it or anything. Not in the game, anyway. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I just I liked it because it's something that I like remember clearly from Twilight Princess as a location that I that I went to and I was like, ooh, oh, this is cool. I'm gonna explore like all of these rooms really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember having that experience too. I, I also think that the reason the Elda Inn sticks out a little bit is that when you're um in Kakariko Village for the first time and you're going into and you're just learning what's even going on, you don't know what to expect. You're learning that these buildings are empty. You're learning that damage has happened. And some of some of the buildings you go into, I think you might technically be there as the wolf first and you're doing the bug stuff. Mm. But but once you have a chance to kind of catch your breath and look around as, as a normal link, mm-hmm. um, for me, that was the first building that I went into where I could, again, see the story of, oh, you know, because sometimes you go into a building in a Zelda game, it's like, okay, empty building or whatever. But when you go into a building and you can see what has happened there, that's when it gets exciting. Yeah. And even though Elden Inn is broken down and run down, you can walk around it and imagine it as a working inn. Yeah. And the first time you get in there, it clicks in your brain. You go, oh, I think I'm in a, I think I'm in an inn. You yeah. know, because you may not even know that that's the name of this building. The fact that the staircase is in a logical place and makes sense, that there's balconies that are logical, mm-hmm. for the most part, rooms with all the beds is logical, um, um, is great. Yeah, that one stuck out for me too. Yeah. Interesting. I, um, 
Yeah, Elden Inn. Are there any? There's another inn. The inn in Breath of the Wild's pretty good in in Hatno Village. I don't have that on my list, but I almost put it on my list. Okay. Um, I don't just. Do you kind of recall that one at all? I don't remember the name of it, but it, there's an inn. There's a couple side quests in there. I remember one of the guys outside kind of has a crush on the gal that works there and stuff like that. But mm. um, um, that's another one that's well realized in that there's some beds in a room, but not as well as Elden Inn. Elden Inn like has rooms. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. Well, maybe I'll stay on the, I think that's all it for my Twilight Princess. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to do one that might be weird. Let's do it. Okay. In Ocarina of Time. Okay. And this is genuine. I'm not trying to be tricky. One of my favorite dwellings is Gerudo Fort- Fortress. The Gerudo Fortress. Okay. I got tongue tags. I got nervous saying it. <laughs> um, I can't say that I love that part of the game. I know that's a very stressful part of the game for you. Uh-huh. It's when they capture you and you have to go through the catacombs and everything. But for Ocarina of Time, there are rooms that have dining room tables in it. There are rooms where you do kind of imagine, oh, this is a this is a a bunker or a dwelling of some kind where all these people are actually living here. Yeah, for sure. You know? And and the truth is, it, I think it could be fun to live there if you were a Gerudo. <laughs> yeah. They seem to like it. There are like little decorations here and there, from mm-hmm. what I recall. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's a weird choice. Once in a while, there's an abstract hallway. But even mo- most <laughs> of the time, even you know, sometimes there are all hallway. Sometimes with Zelda games, a hallway goes to another room. And if you really like were to map that out, you're like, this building doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. the, like another thing I'm reminded of is that I think technically if you truly map out if you literally lay all the Ocarina of Time maps in the place they're supposed to be, technically Kokiri Forest curves back into Hyrule Field and stuff. So there's like some, mm. you, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the game, but like technically it doesn't all line up. And one of my favorite things about role-playing games is when the inside of the house is the same size as the outside of the house. Mm. When you play these like top-down role-playing games back in the 16-bit era, uh-huh. when the space of the house re- realistically represents what's going on. I love that. And so I feel like even though there's a little bit of abstraction with Gerudo Fortress, for the most part, it feels like it uh, it makes sense. It feels like this town built into the side of this kind of cliff. And yeah. um, and, and especially for an Ocarina game, or for a Nintendo 64 game, I, I felt like I was in maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit like the uh, Yiga Clan hideout in Breath of the Wild. Sure. I felt like I was in someone else's space for sure. Yeah. I can totally see that. I mean, and you definitely shouldn't be in there because they will kick you out and they will try to murder you. So that makes sense. Oh, I like that one. And I always love the music in that area, too. Yeah. It's like the best. It's yeah. my favorite music. And, yeah. <laughs> I dig it. Um, my next one is kind of weird uh, as well, I guess. Also Ooh, I can't wait. Weird, uh, love it. Track because I haven't played these. <laughs> But what I wanted to do is pick like what seemed to be the best version or coolest version of Link's house between all the games. I'm listening. So I did a bunch of reading about like, you know, Link's house and games that I haven't played before compared to Link's house and games that I have played. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the ones that seemed the coolest and like the most useful are from games that I have not played so it's the it's going to be link's house and either spirit tracks or link between worlds i can talk about link between worlds that's on my list awesome i can't talk about spirit tracks yet because both you and i still have to play that one yes so the reason that i picked these is that they seem to be the most 
useful slash interesting, not just where you start the game and then you just leave and then maybe you can come back if you want, but they're like actually useful or they change or they're like beneficial to you. So in spirit tracks, apparently you can like go back to the house with stamps that you collect to exchange for prizes. So it's not just like I can go back and I can open my cupboard for five rupees. It's like you can, you know, bring back items like maybe similar to Agatha's castle, you know, a bug fetch quest. Um, and, and get prizes. And yeah, in Link Between Worlds, apparently the house turns into a, a store or a shop. I can talk about that. Please do. <laughs> Please do. I mean, so I don't have very many notes for that, but I wanted to just pick like the coolest version of Link's house from what it seemed. Oh, like. wow. I'm looking closer at my list and I had Link's house in Link Between Worlds as an honorable mention. Okay. I guess I was going to mention it at the end of the episode, but I'll happily talk about it right now. Do it. Because it's. I think it's actually like... I think for world building, it's a great example yeah. for um, Link's house. Um, it's a it's like a, a bad example. <laughs> um, so I, I'll talk about it. So in A Link to the Past, which we both played back in season two, mm-hmm. if you can kind of in your head right now remember, like Link's bed is in the upper left of this. When you're looking at the screen, he's got a little table to the lower right mm-hmm. or the right anyway. And it's all pretty simple. There's I think there's a little uh, fireplace up there on the top of the screen. So in A Link Between Worlds... The concept is that the house is the same house. It's the, it's, so it's, it's supposed to look, even though it's done with 3D uh, uh, polygons and it's not sprites, the mm-hmm. layout is the same. Like the bed is in the upper corner. The, there's the table. There's a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty quickly, almost immediately, pretty quickly after you do your first little like run to the castle and come back thing, a character named Ravio, who's this purple bunny looking character, um, uh, takes over your house. Right. And what he does is he put, he turns it into a shop and the shop is where you, where and how, so this is a new thing for Zelda games. It's not a shop the way that you might consider a normal Zelda shop to work. Um, you might remember that in a link between worlds, you can play the dungeons in any order you want. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get a certain item. You don't have to wait to get the hookshot to reach the thing that gets you to dungeon number five or whatever. Gotcha. But to facilitate that, a link between worlds has a system where you rent any item you want. So it's a little bit like breath of the wild. It's a little pre breath of the wild where you get your five special things and then mm-hmm. you go out into the world mm-hmm. in this one, they're still using classic Zelda items. So there's the, there's the bomb and the bow and the hookshot and all of that, mm-hmm. but you can only take, I mean, it changes as you play, you get the ability to carry a few more with you. You get the ability to buy these things permanently, but in the beginning you can only take one of them with you. And so maybe the hookshot helps you get into Dungeon 3. And I guess you go do Dungeon 3 first because you pick to rent the hookshot. Okay. So they needed a hub. They need, but my point is, from a game development point of view, there needed to be a literal central, probably in the middle of the map, which is usually Link's house-ish, mm-hmm. um, area where you could always kind of go back there and switch out your weapons. Mm-hmm. So story-wise, this character Ravio takes over the house. Um, so in that way, this is actually just a shop. And right. it's not like, it's not a good house. <laughs> But um, what's fun about it from a world building point of view and maybe a little bit of this uh, production design point of view, if I, I know you did a little Google real quick. If you have the image up in front of you, take a close look and you can literally see Link's bed in the upper left corner, but it's shoved up against the wall and the pillow has fallen down. And like <laughs> the table that is normally Link's kitchen is just haphazardly like shoved up against another wall. So, this, <laughs> so from, a, from a lower point of view, this Ravio character comes in 
and just takes everything in your house and is like, all right, get that out of here. Like, you know, it's like a, like, like, um, you mm. know, like how these army bases get built when aliens, uh, you know, in a, some kind of sci-fi movie, it's like, just set it up quick. And, you know, everything's on folding tables. Ravio basically has three folding tables and everything else. If You don't notice it at first. Yeah. But like everything that's normally <laughs> part of Link's awakening or, you know, whatever, his house just clearly just. And, and like they even went into the it's not just the bed model sideways they went ahead and modeled um the the blankets falling down and the pillow and stuff like that i see that so that's super cute (laughs) and apparently there's some kind of like majora's mask uh, easter egg that's involved yeah there is after a while you get the you get the ability to walk on walls basically to become a painting and walk on walls and um of course it's uh from a game development point of view it's really cool and I, i know why they did it because this game is rendered with polygons not with sprites Mm. so you look down on your map like it's Link's awakening but when you zap onto a wall that camera whips down into the level almost kind of looking like um almost looking a little bit more like i'm thinking about those those ds zelda games a phantom hourglass and stuff like that where you're kind of looking sideways Mm. so the camera will will very quickly kick just like zoom down in there and then you're looking at the walls and then it zooms back out Mm. which is great that's a great way to kind of incorporate 2d and 3d together okay fine so when you walk on these walls, um, you, you, you become a part of the wall mm-hmm. um, is like the logic of it. So if there's a bookcase, you actually walk behind the bookcase, um, but you're still part of the wall. Gotcha. So there is some comedy there. Like if you pop out of the wall, you might knock that bookcase over and stuff like that. There's even some puzzles that revolve around getting behind something and popping it and making it fall or something like that. Cool. Um, there's a, the, the quick version here is that Majora's Mask is hanging on an angle where you can't, so I guess the the bottom wall, if you're looking at it as a conventional 2D view, mm-hmm. down on the bottom wall, there's Majora's Mask hanging. But you don't really see that until you map yourself map yourself onto one of these walls and the camera goes down and zooms in. Uh, and then it's very cleverly placed that if you walk around just right, it's just at the right height where it lines up with Link's neck. And then it, for, in a cute way, it doesn't do anything, but in a cute way, it looks like Link's wearing the Majora's Mask. Oh, cool. Or I found a picture. Majora's Mask, not the Majora's Mask. Nice. Awesome. That's all of that. Cool. You got a lot of coffee, me, this morning. Oh, and I, I asked for it, though, but I'm excited. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh- <laughs> You're like, Dave, tell me a story. And I'm like, well, here's 30 minutes of that story. <sighs> okay. That's not the story that I wanted. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to do another one. Yeah. Since we kind of combined so that long. one. Yeah. Gosh, shut up. Up oh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> the next one I'm gonna do is where I would like to live. If I could pick yeah. any dwelling where I would want to live, Ooh, interesting. It's gonna be in uh, Breath of the Wild in the Luralin Luralin Village huts. That's good. I want to live there. Yeah. So actually, my my dad is in Puerto Rico right now. So maybe that was inspiring me. He's down in the warm weather and by the water and rainforests and all this good stuff. And I always just like visiting this place because I'm like, this is where I would want to be by the water in just a simple, warm, cozy hut built around a tree, by the way. Mm. So when you were talking about Agatha's castle, I was like, he probably likes these huts too, because they're built around like palm trees. So you have that natural element right within your house. They're not fancy. It's just kind of like a pallet on the floor, you know, you know, basic kind of dwelling but right by the water you know it's warm i don't have this on my list this is a great pick <laughs> i completely forgot about laurelin village right. um i just go down there to hang out sometimes same you know 
I do too. So that's, I just wanted to pick that one just because of all the, of all the dwellings that that's where, uh, I would pick to reside. One of those, one of those huts is so well realized as far as like this world building stuff that we talk about now, um, that there's a family living in it. Mm-hmm. And each one of those family members even has their own, you know, daily cycle of things they do, mm-hmm. but they all come around the fire at dinner time and then have dinner together and then go into the hut together. I know. So not only is it like a production design thing to look at, um, you can live it too. A yeah. little bit. You can watch these people do these things. It's, 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 that's awesome. Is that the family that you like help collect things for their dinner? Oh, it might be. I don't remember. Okay. I honestly might've just watched them get together and, and then walk in. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I've done that side quest per, per se. Gotcha. Um, yeah, those huts are great. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Are they, do they sleep in hammocks in, in that? Or are they, are they little mats? Like, uh, Cots. I can't recall. I feel like it was mats, but I, I think be. it's mats. I think the hammocks are um, Rito Village, actually, mm. which also seems kind of fun. But. Yeah, I mean, I almost went with that too. <laughs> they're like, there's so many cool places in Breath of the Wild, but I didn't want to only do things from that game. I wanted to kind of spread it out between all the games. What's the most time wasty but completely fulfilling thing you've done in Laurelin Village? Oh, because I think that's the whole point of that town. That's why it doesn't even show up on the map. It's just you're supposed to just go there and be. I mean, maybe just like kind of going around the water and maybe collecting fish and just kind of like hanging out and then cooking and going to the there. There's like a stand where you can buy fruit and yes. things like that. So pro- I, yeah, I don't know a combination of things. Yeah. I guess. I've just, just walked up and down that stand pretending yeah. that I'm buying things. Just like, <laughs> it's just a place you want to be. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's great. I love it. That's great. My niece one time, um, took, you know, correctly took like Link's shirt off and just had him swim and he would yep. get out and he would rest and then he'd jump back into the water and swim around. And she, she, he was just like, it was almost like real light. It was like we were in the Oasis or something. It was like, mm-hmm. she just actually just enjoyed swimming in the bay there when she was playing the game. It's just relaxing and gorgeous. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Let's see. I wonder if I have something that can kind of go in that route. Well, kind of. I can stay in Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, a little different, very different energy. Very different energy about what I'm about to talk about. But okay. um, I do like it. Even though it gives me a little anxiety being in it, mm. it's the Hatno Tech Lab. No ancient tech lab. Gotcha. Um, love the world building. Love the love the as the production designer said that nine hundred times this episode. I can't stop saying it after our episode a few episodes ago. But um, I love all the paper and the clutter everywhere. It feels mm-hmm. super lived in. It feels like like a mad scientist is in there really working. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost said Agatha's in there. Oh, it is. What? No. What's that character's name? Pura. Oh, I'm terrible at names because she's the one that's also then younger in Age of Calamity. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, um, you ca- what I like about it is this is one of those dwellings where in the bottom it feels like this re- this really is where they uh, work mm-hmm. on things. But you can venture up enough ladders and you can go up around the outside of the building and find bedrooms and things where these different characters uh, sleep and you can really wrap your head around it. It's chaotic. The every time I'm in there, all of the paper on the ground, like I don't I don't find myself lingering in the ancient tech lab mm-hmm. the way you would in Laurelin Village. Yeah, but um. But it's always fun to be in there. There's a version of that building where I could also very happily be a mad scientist in. Like if there was another, if my life went a different direction, I'd be very happy in a building like that too, I think. I can see that journey for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, also, is that the one with the big telescope or is that the, the one with the guy? Oh, boy. I think the big telescope 
is on this one. One of them has like a big megaphone. Anyway, it's so cool because yep. you can you can really climb up the top of these things and there's just wacky uh, mm-hmm. inventions and constructions on them. And so that was, in my opinion, very well realized nice. as a dwelling. I love it. Love it. I only I have two left and one, they're kind of my honorable mentions. I think I have three and then I can do our guest submissions too. Cool. And then I also wasn't sure. So I wasn't sure if um, bars <laughs> like counted. Yeah, that's tricky. I know. Because is it like in Skyrim, is it a tavern where you can rent a room? Right. Is it implied that you can do that? Yeah. And so I didn't I didn't pick like uh, Talma's bar. I almost picked Talma's bar. Yeah, because I, I kind of wanted to. But then I'm like, eh, you wouldn't really live there. But I love I that place. Like I would hundo p go there all the time if i lived in that village yes, like that i would, would be there all the out. time yes. i hear I, I completely agree like i can already see the board games on this in the corner somewhere yep um my headcanon is there are like four or five little rooms off the edge of that thing but it's not in, it's not realized in the I, game i know there's a cat there's a bar cat yeah does, I, does it get any better? <laughs> I want to go to a bar where there's a bar cat. So, so anyway, I wanted to like kind of mention that one as I wish that one counted, but it doesn't. So the last two that I had, I mean, I, I can do both of them or just one, but I have um, the Happy Hearth Inn from Minish Cap. Um, <gasps> I have a Minish Cap thing. As another inn, um, because this is kind of one of the larger structures there as well. Yeah, I don't have this. this a little is great. bigger. Sorry. There's a little more to explore. Um, it just sounds pleasant and lovely and again like something from the novel that i'm reading like oh and then he went to the happy hearth inn like that just sounds realistic um like something out of a fantasy novel um you can replenish your health there you can get your kinstones and exchange kinstones there there's a hidden piece of a heart there so it is very useful it's not just there to be there like there's a point in going there and then um, Din, Faror, and Nehru can be found there as well. That's right. Are um, they up on the second floor or something? I think so. I mean, and they're only there briefly. Like, then they go away eventually once they get, like, Because then there's that whole side in. quest where you're getting them houses and stuff. Remember that? Right. The kinstones? Yep. Yeah, you're right. This inn's great. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. So it's just, I was just trying to think of, like, where in Minish Cap is, like, a cool, cozy place to go. And so that that's what I picked for that. I love it. I had a Minish Cap uh, submission, and it might be more just for the, the funness of it. Funness. The funness is, is a word. Um, guy's house and girl's house combo. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. Um, the reason I enjoy they're, they're fine. They're normal houses that normal NPCs live in. Mm-hmm. But I just had so much fun shrinking down and going up top and going onto the board that connects their houses. Mm-hmm. And, and the adventure, I felt very Goonies for some reason, like with those two <laughs> houses. My character, Link's shrinking down and um, dealing with the dog and the cat. And, and the fact that you're, you're um, kind of traversing from one building to the other through this... Uh, borrowers-esque kind of uh, mode of transportation up and down the chimneys and all that. Tons of fun. I think I thought about that one as well, but I couldn't like remember what it was or I couldn't, I wasn't like, well, maybe I remember thinking about that one though. I agree. I hear you. And and the reason I kind of put it lower on the list here, um, even though it's not a top 10 is for that reason is I don't know if they're necessary. I don't know if I walk in and I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, so well realized people live here, but it was, it was a fun experience, a fun dwelling. The two dwellings connected together was, was a ton of fun. Um, well, in that vein, I can talk yeah. about one that's similar to that. On Ooh, my let's do it. I, got, I have two left. Okay. No, so, I have one left. Two left. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm all over the place. The last I'm all over the place. One, um, that kind of is exactly like what you just said. It's not well realized or anything, but it's fun and funny, which is crazy. Trace's health spa. It links crazy, crazy Tracy's health spa. 
Which one's is crazy? Tra- she's not the hippo. Who's crazy Tracy? Crazy <gasps> Tracy. Oh, right. Yeah, she helps. She gives you more health and stuff. Yes. So oh my is- gosh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember. A, I love it because the name is Crazy Tracy's Health Spa. Um, so if I saw something like that, I'd be like, I want to check that place out. <laughs> B, what exactly is Crazy Tracy's treatment that she does to make Link feel better? We don't have to go into detail because children well, listen to this. But. Isn't, there, isn't there a... Don't you have to give her something like a powder? I'm confusing it with the witch, I think. Yeah, so she does give you medicine but there's also like a treatment that she can give yeah. you to make you feel better and i don't know if i want to know what that, that is. feels that feels along the lines of like the the red dress ladies in link's adventure here Up i will show you crazy tracy yeah, okay looks, i remember this now looks like she's down to clown down to clown okay fair enough kate fair enough we won't have to go further than that but <laughs> Uh, so yes, you can purchase the secret medicine, but you can also receive <clears throat> treatment. So yeah. I picked that one because wow. it is just funny. I think it's hilarious. Sometimes you just need some R and R. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so Crazy Trace Health Spa was my. Last. You know what's funny is I was thinking as you were telling me about this, I thought like, well, you know the the fidelity of the graphics on the Game Boy, it might have been hard to kind of get her vibe. And I was about to say we should we should try to recall what it looks like in uh, the Link Awakening remake, Link's Awakening remake. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the image you just showed me. Right. And it's, it's far worse. <laughs> it's it, 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 the, uh, the, the tone and the vibe has, has a touch of innuendo to it. Oh my goodness. She's wearing a little red dress and little bunny, like playboy bunny ears. Kind of bunny ears. And, You're right. It's a little yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Crazy right. Tracy. Crazy. crazy. Tracy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. To bring it, to bring it into a more wholesome uh, spectrum here, I, I had to put Long Gone Ranch from Ocarina of Time on my list. Sure. Absolutely. Um, fairly well realized, you know, literally going into the house. It's 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 typical Ocarina of Time details. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's just nuances and suggestions of things. There's a table in the middle. There's kind of a cabinet situation. Um, but the whole ranch, the ranch as a whole, feels like it's a living place where you feel like, there is a, you know, I just remembered you do go up the stairs and there is a bedroom and stuff on the second floor. Yep. And so the idea that these three characters live there, Ingo, Malin, and Talon. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Ingo, Marin, and Taryn. No, Malin and Talon. You got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Malin. That's right. Malin. Marin's uh, Link's Awakening. Anyways, uh, I just want to put that in there. Like that, that is mm-hmm. the, when you go into Lon Lon Ranch and it, maybe it was inspired because I just recently had this awesome moment, which I put on our Instagram where uh-huh. I went into um, Lon Lon Ranch, like probably a half a second before the wolf howled. Mm-hmm. In other words, about a half a second before the overworld t- truly clicked over to nighttime. Mm-hmm. And I had this awesome twilight experience in Lon Lon Ranch. And I just found myself walking around all over the place. I was playing it on switch online. So I was doing like screen grabs. I was grabbing images mm-hmm. and it was just so i had never experienced lon lon ranch in that way before i had walked around and thought it was adventurous but this time i, I, I was kind of laurel and villaging it a little bit yeah i found myself because it maybe it was the tone the the evening vibes i was just watching the horses run around i was just walking into different buildings chatting with malin <laughs> it was awesome and that's when for me it really clicked like oh this isn't just a place to get the stuff you need to get and get i think usually certainly when i was younger I was so focused on, oh my goodness, there's a Pona. Mm-hmm. Like, a Pona is there. Mm-hmm. Let's make this happen. 
let's let's get on this horse <laughs> you know <laughs> let's steal this horse um um I, do you do you technically steal a pona in the when you come back when you're an adult I, I think so yeah you get on her and then you guys jump the fence but you know what i just realized they make it kind of morally okay because ingo's yeah. there being a real brat about it you're you're stealing the horse but it's okay <laughs> but the horse has chosen you. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Any thoughts on Lon Lon Ranch? I, I don't yeah. Think so. I mean, I think I almost put that one on, on the list because just like you said, I mean, there is the like common area on the first floor and the bedroom on the second floor. It's a cool place to visit. There are chickens in the house, you know, because sometimes you have chickens in the house. Um, just seems like a nice place to hang out. Um, Talon, does he end up, hanging out on the stairs or something. Doesn't he help ask you to wrangle the chickens? Or yeah. Something, you have or something to like that, right? you wrangle the chickens for some milk. Yeah. And then I thought, is he sleeping there eventually? Wow, he too? sleeps all over the place. Right. <laughs> um, but also then like crossing the way and going into the barn and stuff, it all feels pretty, pretty cool. Pretty realistic yeah. in that way. Um, my last one here, and I think you might enjoy talking about this too. Sure. My last one is I, this was lit. This is literally the first one on my list. I didn't even, I didn't even go into the encyclopedia and I put this one in my notes. Mm. It's Link's house and twilight princess. Okay. I love Link's house and twilight princess. I love it. I love that. Yeah, I really do. Um, I think it's super well realized. It's 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 the ocarina treehouse, but actually realized. Right, it makes complete sense. You can see he has like maybe even a burning fire. He has an oven. He has a countertops. He has books and 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 things on his walls. Um, I'm an absolute sucker for the double ladder up to his like loft bedroom mm-hmm. that also looks out the main window. Mm-hmm. So cool. <laughs> so cool. I have one critique, but I want to hear what you feel, how you feel about this dwelling first. Yeah, I like it as well. And and just like you said, there's just more details to it. So it's like what Ocarina of Time wishes they could have done most likely. Yeah. So they, they put that into Twilight Princess. Um, I believe there's stuff that you can like check, right? Like there's like stats or something you can check in there. I think kind of in line with Link's house and Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that is yeah. Yeah. you learn like the biggest fish you got. And yeah. All that kind of so stuff. that's kind of a cool little aspect of it that you can revisit it for a reason other than just to be like, Oh look, it's my house. Like there's a purpose to it. Yeah. Which is always nice. My one critique is the creepy basement. Like why yeah. is that a surprise? And why is that there? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, there is a basement for some reason, but there's not, a creepy basement that Link has to like light a lantern to go down. He doesn't go down it until he gets the lantern. Or you can right. go down, you just can't do anything. Right. And honestly, there is kind of a creepy basement in Link's house in Wind Waker. And I think that Twilight Princess was kind of channeling that a little bit. Mm. Mechanically, from a game development point of view, it's probably mm. just to teach. It's a safe space to teach people about the light mechanics and that you can get treasures and stuff like that. Mm. Later, a treasure appears in the middle of the house because what is that when someone brings over the... The slingshot or something like that, probably. Yeah. God, I gotta play that game again, too. <laughs> that's the only thing that's a little awkward is after you get, we'll just say the slingshot, then there is like a big honking treasure right in the middle of your treasure chest that's open in the middle of your living room. Yeah. But still, I thought it was so cool. Yeah. But shout. Oh, shout. Is that the one like you would live in if you had a choice? I mean, it would be hard to pass up Link's House and Twilight Princess. That yep. double ladder to the bedroom thing is so cool. I'm a, I'm a sucker for vibes. loft space. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if, um, yeah, I mean, I talked about liking the old man's cabin in Breath of the Wild too, but like super cool fantasy town. It's it's Link's house and Twilight mm-hmm. Princess. All right, let me pull up our Twitter suggestions here real quick. Anything else come to mind while I do this? No, that was really it. I mean, like I said, the only other thing I was thinking about was the bars. 
which makes me sound bad. But so like <laughs> Selma's Bar and oh, there's another one um, that I think I was thinking of and now I can't remember. Um, there we might have some bars in our uh, suggestions here. Profile. It was really Going the only the other ones that I was thinking yeah. about. I thought about, I tried to put a few more Wind Waker things in there, but um, nothing fully stuck out. Yeah. They're, um, oh, I know what I was trying to think of. Um, the Lumpy Pumpkin. Oh my gosh. Let me go into our listener feed, or our, our, our not listener feedback, but our Twitter comments. Yeah. Um, so I tweeted very quickly last night. I said, hey, we're recording our season five premiere episode tomorrow. We'll be discussing our favorite dwellings from any Zelda game. Houses, inns, anywhere someone could spend a few nights. What's one of your favorites? And there's some hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, our Twitter account is at another Zelda pod. Um, and sometimes, once in a while, I'll reach out like this before one of these episodes just to hear what other people have to say, too. Yeah. Um, I purposely didn't want to bring this up while we did our lists, mm-hmm. but here we go. Um, Quasmar, who goes by at Brown one replied and said, not my favorite game, but I always enjoy visiting the Lumpy Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lumpy Pumpkin is pretty well realized. Yeah. It's, um, I always do like the balcony up there, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then Shane Kelly over here, uh, who's at Still St. Shane, uh, replied and said, I always would recommend the Lumpy Pumpkin. So some of these I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Uh, I would always recommend the Lumpy Pumpkin. It seems like a multi-purpose sort of dwelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there is a bedroom in the back. I assume that was for the owners. I, I guess it's a dwelling. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, over here, Jack Burrow, who goes by at Geekbro27, said, Link's Treehouse in Ocarina of Time. It has a dinosaur carved on the tree. All right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Oh, wait, but then he tweeted again and said, almost two hours later, and said, I would like to redact my choice and select a better location. <laughs> the private oasis is the Supreme Zelda location, the private oasis in Wind Waker. Ah. You might remember that little island. Uh-huh. That is that is kind of cool. And you know what? Honestly, there's a couple of replies. I don't want to go too far in here. But Celeste said, oh, your own butler door and creepy subterranean dungeon. You're a man <laughs> of culture, she said. <laughs> I did forget about that one. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's kind of a cool little, yeah. that is a cool area. The Brothers in Law podcast actually chimed in. They're at Brothers in Law. And they said, is it bad that we like Thomas Bar? No, Brothers in Law. No. It is not. It is not bad. 100% not bad that you like Thomas Bar because so do I. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Gallutrad over here um, uh, tweeted. Uh, he said, I'd love to visit Clocktown and stay at the Stockpot Inn. Fair enough. So that's the Inn of Majora's Mask. Sure. You know what? I didn't even think about that one. It's been a while for Majora's Mask for me. That's a great suggestion. Celeste chimed in. Uh, which guest room would you pick? Gallutrad says, I think it could be fun to stay in the troops room and experience the wonders of Clocktown with your friends. The couple's room would also be wonderful on a honeymoon. Fair enough. They go back and forth a few more times. Uh, Andy Spirti, Spiteri here, who goes by at Spiteri316, said, got to be the Stockpot Inn. Mm, interesting. Yeah. That one happened. That was So I think I'm reading these in reverse order. Uh, Kyle Dean, goes by at Kyle Dean 2 says, Agatha's house always seems so peaceful, mm-hmm. especially with the glowing bugs lighting up the place. Uh, very aesthetic. Nice. We are literally getting them getting more replies as I'm reading. This. <laughs> Hot um, topic. Eddie Eddie Vernell over um, from Boss, the Boss Rush Network. Mm-hmm. He said, and let me. I just want to give him his. Uh, so he is at 
that retro code, at that retro code. He's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he said a house, a house, any house in Dra- on Dragon Roost Island in Wind Waker. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Dragon Roost Island is cool. Yep. Dragon Roost Island I is thought cool. about that one. I thought about that one. Rebel Adi, uh, Bex here, um, who is also one of our uh, um, almost like esteemed Patreon patrons at this point. She's been with us for a long time. Says here, forever obsessed with Link's Twilight Princess Treehouse. Yeah. There we are. Nice. Uh, Celeste chimed in and said, me too. Um, I, I think um, then Bex replies, it's so cute that his humble home in Breath of the Wild, that and his humble home in Breath of the Wild are my absolute faves. We didn't talk about Link's house in Breath of the Wild. No, and I thought it was like going to be too obvious, maybe. And I also thought like if you don't bother building your own house like is it a favorite so for example i i think i bought the house but i didn't do anything with it Mm. yet in breath of the wild Mm -hmm. and i was just kind of like eh. like i other i like other places in breath of the wild better like i almost wanted to pick tarrytown itself i almost did some tarrytown stuff too as the whole town just because it's cool to go into those houses and their different stages of development yeah that is that's a good point the modular houses are kind of cool yeah yeah i I chose not to put link's house in there too i did level up a few things and eventually you get a fairly well realized like bed and living things up on the balcony inside that house Mm -hmm. but um but it's mostly aesthetic. You can't really do much with them, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, at Che underscore Yona underscore said, Kakariko Village and Laurelin Village in mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. They're so beautiful and calm. At mm-hmm. Pack um, S-I-B-E-P-A-C-K said, the inn in Majora's Mask. A lot of Majora's Mask inns. Yeah. Um, it's the hub of my favorite Zelda side quest to get the couple's mask. The ability to steal a room from the Goron. The, oh, yeah. I think you can. Yeah. If, you, if he leaves, you can like full on, you know, hotel heist in and get into his room while he's off doing his chores. Because, of course, Joy's mask is on a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, the first viewing of the hand in the toilet. Uh-huh. It has so many moving parts depending on how you want to play that set of three days. So the hotel. Yeah. Fair enough. More toilet um, hands. More toilet hands. At J Van Ray said, I've always enjoyed staying in Rito Village in Breath of the Wild. The atmosphere is very calming. I agree. Yeah, that uh, sleeping in the hammocks thing is kind of cool. <laughs> Amanda Tong, who, wait, I got to get the, the so at Pearl, Pearl Gray Latte, said in all caps, the Great Deco Tree's navel, <laughs> which I think might just be inside the Great Deco Tree. <laughs> and that's everything we got there for now. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for your feedback, y'all. And I'm sorry we didn't touch on a couple of those places. Yeah, some, some positive Majora's Mask representation there. That's cool. Yeah, a little that, bit of Wind Waker in there. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Nice. Well, this is a fun episode. Yeah. Should I do the do the Find Us stuff? Yes. All right. Well, we did just talk about Another Zelda Pod um, on Twitter. It's Another Zelda Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook and YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify. And there's a lot of third-party podcast uh, podcatchers out there right now that also were, were part of their library, which is which, which is very exciting. Um, but you mostly, if you just Google Another Zelda Podcast, you're going to find any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to our actual website, anotherzeldapodcast.com, mm-hmm. where we have blog posts and we have all of our previous uh, recorded episodes there and a few other fun things along the way. Kate... Yes. I am noticing that you're wearing a Another Zelda podcast shirt right now. I sure am. <laughs> Did you know that it's in its infancy, but we've just released our merch store on our website. I sure did. Oh, uh, that you're going to play along with the bit. Oh, sorry. No, no. I no. Tell me about. Well, it. Well, let me tell you a little more about it. 
<laughs> no, it's, we only have a few things out there, but we're going to grow and put more and more on it. But um, after, after a fair amount of work and a lot of help from, from Dan Murphy and Shane Kelly, we, uh, we have our, we have a, a, a humble little merch store right now for another Zelda podcast stuff. And I look forward to, as the seasons go on, we can take some of our inside jokes and other things and <laughs> make t-shirts out of them and make phone cases out of things. And uh, that you can find on our website as a, as of the release of this episode. Y'all know there's got to be an okay bye something. Oh, there does. You're right. I mean, I have a dang catchphrase. Yeah, I, I know. Isn't that funny how you do? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. No. What? Did, how did that happen? It was like we recorded six or seven episodes and you just kind of kept saying it. And then I think yep. some listener feedbacks pointed it out. Yeah. Now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. Um, so much so that once in a while I host an episode on my own and I don't know how to get out of the episode. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, all right, Dave, we'll see Hey, all right, listeners. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's like super awkward because <laughs> it's not conversational. Um, anyways, anyways, anyways. Anotherzellapodcast.com is our website. Uh, Kate, if people if people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Raptor Paint, I'll keep it there and I'll let you kind of take us out. Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram at I only take cat and dog pics. Mm. I'm not taking a lot of pics right now. I'm not going to lie. My life is boring. So. Well, you had a big push there during the holidays when you're doing that home alone house. And now I feel like you're kind of taking a breath. Yes, of the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I did build the Lego home alone house and I had like a beer advent calendar situation. So December was coming in hot on the Instagram. And then since then... Not doing a lot, but I'm sure it'll pick up again once I actually venture to the outdoor world. We're, we're as of this recording, we're kind of in that phase of the Midwest where... It sucks. You have snow constantly, uh-huh. and it's and it's pretty much 10 degrees constantly, so the snow doesn't melt. Right. And there's a good month, month and a half, where you're just kind of stuck inside your house. Yep. Yay! <laughs> well, at least we're spending some of that time here in your house recording these episodes, Kate. That's also That's, that's, that's an absolute pleasure for me certainly gave me enough excitement over the last couple of days to know that I was coming over here for us to record. Um, next episode, I'll be talking with Mallory Kuhn, mm-hmm. who we hung out with at, in our world building episode back in the, towards the end of season four. Yeah. She and I are going to talk about Princess Zeldas, yeah. all the different incarnations of Zelda. I love it. I think that'll be fun. And then Kate, I, you and I will be back in a couple episodes to do our Skyward Sword review. Dun, dun, dun. I can't wait. I have, I have plenty to say. Good and bad and all the rest. And ultimately, I'm really pleased I played it. Yeah, same. Cool. All right. All right. Well, until then, Kate, I'll see you. Okay. Bye. Bye.